you're getting deep into the M serial you. <laughs> and then both of them weren't seen again s- until like 2014, I think, for a year. Mm-hmm. And then they were canceled again until today. Wow. Stop Yummy Mummy. Yummy Mummy's still canceled. Good. Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Welcome to Homo Superior Podcast, where if you think Magneto was right, you're in the right place. This is issue 247, and I'm Kalen. I'm Clark, and I like meat. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brent Wingate. And this week, we're starting a Marvel TV throwback run of the X-Men animated series to get ready for the debut of X-Men 97 on Disney+. Plus. There are some big issues for Immortal X-Men, X-Men Red, and Nightcrawler loses his virginity. Of course, we've got all the news that's fit to print seven days ago, including accidental reveals by actors, which we are very excited to discuss. And we've got a companion piece, finally. Mm-hmm. Finally, we have a companion piece to Plug Me Daddy called Clark's Daddy Dick Down. Oh. Dick, I guarantee that, that Nightcrawler has all of his holes filled in the past. I, yeah, There's he's no way that he's not a virgin in any way, shape, or form. Definitely I can't virgin. wait Skull, to get to that. Skull <laughs> fucking. I'm definitely, he's been skull fucking. That's before. a Clark guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> but first, let's do some housekeeping. Uh, Caitlin. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, uh, FlameCon is coming up in New York City on the weekend of August 20th and 21st. We've got a panel, and that'll be on Sunday, August 21st at 3.30 p.m., Really excited to announce that Steve Orlando, yes, the writer of Marauders, friend of the podcast, friend of the <laughs> writer of Marauders and many other things, will be our special guest. Come see us if you're in town. It's going to be fun. And the night before, we're going to be doing a happy hour uh, co-hosted with Power of X-Men and another podcast. Okay. Uh, we're going to have a lot of folks show up. So if you're at FlameCon, come say hi, come to the panel, come to our happy hour. Yeah, wear a costume. Yeah. You're going to look great. Yeah. Read his yeah. recent X-Men Green stuff that just came out in the last couple of weeks. Ooh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yep, for sure. All right, let's move on to MCU Next TV. It's our weekly segment focused on the latest and greatest or oldest and perhaps uh, seminal of oh, MCU God. Disney Plus TV shows. Uh, while, we sometimes <laughs> while we sometimes digest entire seasons as extra issues, uh, we know folks can't wait to talk about weekly spoilers uh, we're, we were just talking about X-Men, the animated series. You know it. You love it. It's probably the reason why you know the X-Men. No, 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 It's so catchy. Uh, the first thing that I completely forgot was that that was the first time that that song had ever been written. Mm. I thought it came from arcades mm. and stuff. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I thought you just was, heard it around. Yeah. You just hear that. You know, it's like, oh. you know, like, uh, w- you know, this is the beginning of a great. It friendship. is iconic. And I, I think some of the like younger generation might have no clue where it actually came so from. So the rumor is, is the animation is so bad for the show because they spent all their money hiring John Williams to do the theme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So what a score. All right. So the X-Men literally what a score. X-Men 97 is going to debut in late 2003. 23, 23. Sorry, t- Jesus Christ. Ew, this is me from last week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for our listeners, that's that's an inside joke. Uh, in late 2023 uh, is when that's going to come out. So we're re-watching the original series. We're going to do one episode per issue unless we get tired of that. We're going to stick with it. <laughs> then we'll uh, just do the rest. And okay, JK, JK. It says here we'll stick with it, says Caitlin. All right. First up, Night of the Sentinels, part one. Uh, Ryan, I want to start with you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a known lover of Jubilee. Yes. yes what did yes, you yes, think yes, about yes, her being the POV character for the start of this TV show? Sentinels coming in hard. You know, uh, I didn't want to like it, but I kind of enjoyed it. I, I, I haven't watched it in a few years. So seeing her, uh, and I would say probably most POV characters aren't uh, a Chinese-American female. So I have to give them props for actually giving it to not just some white dude from, you know, Minnesota. So I don't know specifically Minnesota why, but um, I actually did enjoy her. And I remember her being more annoying as a kid. So I, I found her delightful, actually. No, her I... powers are dumb as shit, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we, we open with Jubilee, basically, like her family being like, what the fuck are we? She destroyed our VCR. Yeah, she has to go. Did um, you did you notice that like when it's her foster parents talking, uh, mm-hmm. it felt very much like they were putting their queer child through like conversion, conversion therapy. Yeah. yeah, 
and it's like very very or, or obvious. like when they're like we registered them and yeah. it's like it's very much like what we're doing right now with monkeypox and getting the vax you know no. You don't think the Sentinels are coming what? after us? Oh. Uh, oh. Okay. Famous conspiracy theorist Ryan Krull here. <laughs> oh uh, but uh, I would love a shot-for-shot shot remake of, like, how she was so, like, them just being so concerned in the beginning of being like, well, what'd she fucking do? She, I, the, and also, her room exploded, and her mom came in and said, are you okay in hey, Jubilee, is everything all right? <laughs> Maybe she just usually makes explosive sounds all the time. She, explosive yeah. diarrhea. She just always throws <laughs> down her, like... She she notoriously what? has yeah. fireworks powers and IBS. Yes, we, we, yeah. they live in a world where sentinels can just come through and violate yeah. your right uh, to privacy and undo search and seizure. It's, so I I actually didn't mind her being the point of view character. Um, she's still not going to be very. Much, she's never going to be my favorite. So, um, Pride of the X Men was the supposedly the show that was supposed to come out before, but it was right. only one short movie right. with Kitty Pride. Do you think she would have worked better or worse? Or do, Kitty Pride isn't in this TV show at all, right? She's. I think they had a cameo for her at one point, but I don't think she's a main character at all. But I was thinking about that. I was thinking about Pride of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was thinking about the X-Men movie. And in all three, there was a different young female point of view character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kitty totally. Pride, Jubilee, and then Rogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think that's an interesting bit of continuity do, or do, coincidence, I should say. And Pixie later. X-Men and, Legends and, video games. Yeah. The two. Yeah. If the first one was Magma was like the female that you actually Which built up choice. from the get-go. Weird choice yeah. on yeah. that one. <laughs> Wait, uh, who was? Magma. Magma? Magma? Like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's crazy. So uh, because it's a pilot, um, yeah. and because it's the 90s, yeah. there's a little bit of a heavy-handed introduction for each of the characters where people who have known each other forever kind of give a long monologue sentence. I about, don't, I don't know what you're, why don't you give me well, hey, all the time with all my friends. Lucky for you. I, I grew up blue and had to teach my way through everything. Like shut up beast. We got it. You're blue. Yeah. Uh, nothing else matters for you. What did you guys think of the way that these characters were introduced? I laughed so hard when uh, you first see Gambit in the mall and he's at like some like comic store, Claire's. like gift store. He's at Claire's. He's at Claire's yeah. and he's like, yeah, Shelly, I'll take these. It's like a, a deck of cards. It's like, they're a deck of cards. Even in 1992, <laughs> they're 50 cents. Do you like he solitaire? Seems, he seems like a Spencer's Gifts kind of guy. Oh, yeah. Or Hot Topic, maybe. Yeah. That wasn't big though I, in the early 90s. That's true. I loved it. I lived for it. I thought they were all great introductions. When Rogue was like, I, and that's when I found out that I couldn't touch anyone when I first kissed him or whatever. Yeah, I yeah. Oh, Cody. Yeah. Well, if that was the least of your troubles, Rogue, I grew up with a big blue hairy cock. So, <laughs> fucking deal. Said, but also, I did love that they've got I'm the glad it was big at the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> He's born with a giant penis. I love that the... Uh, when he masturbates, his name, he calls us Spank McCoy. They already, they still picked up on, on Beast being a piece of shit. Because mm-hmm. they're like, what? What do you think causes mutations? He's like pollution, disease, holes in the ozone, and Wolverine's like, "Shut the fuck up, you piece yeah. of garbage." <laughs> Wolverine is really just standout. What a fun guy, honestly. Yeah. Like he he is all of us a little bit. Yeah. When he pushes Gambit out of the way and says, "Get out of the way, Gumbo." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I just love that they have to make his hair. Look like his costume. Yeah. Like, never forget, that's Wolverine. <laughs> so if Wolverine calls other people like the food of their culture, what would he call them? Um, he would call me cum, I guess, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. I meant the characters, but sure. Uh, Cyclops would be hot dog. <laughs> yeah. No, Slim Jim. Slim Jim. Yeah, 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 yeah. It works. Yeah. Uh, Jean Grey, I guess, is meal paste. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's a big bowl of nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's empty. Goop. Probably goop, yeah. something goop. like that. Yeah. yeah. Her own vagina candle, is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. She just eats it. So uh, what did you guys think about it starting out with the Sentinels? I mean, I did kind of like how it's, you know, in media race, you know, you've got action happening immediately. Yeah. I was I was annoyed that it was at a mall. Yeah. But it's the 90s, yeah. early 90s. So all the mutants are going to the same mall. Yeah. My I, family disowned me. I'm going to go to the arcade. The arcade owner had a shirt that just had an E on it. What the fuck does that mean? It just had the letter E on it. He likes I'm ecstasy. Sure yeah, I'm sure there's some mm-hmm. some uh, deep conspiracy theory. About I don't know why. That's why I'm, I'm wearing the P town. My first thought was Excedrin. He it's, he really likes Excedrin, folks. <laughs> he like free bases it. Everyone, well, did, did listeners, li- go get some Excedrin. 
did you guys like the the fact that the Sentinels are basically um we're only here for Jubilee. You're another mutant. Don't care. Yeah, that that confused me a bit. Like just because they're not registered, they're not going to attack them. It was really strange, actually. Yeah, yeah, I didn't understand it either. But it definitely felt very much like uh, RoboCop, where it's like, like we're here to preserve and protect. We're here to serve and protect these like robotic boys. You yeah. Know? Uh, I to answer your question though, I thought like as a kid, I was like, oh, why aren't they starting with Magneto? Like he's in the credits. Like Magneto. True is like the best villain. He's like the X-Men's top villain. But it was really smart that the the showrunners, even in their like clunky early 90s, like kid TV kind of way, was like, look, what the X-Men are trying to fight against is like this weaponized prejudice. Yeah. Instead of like immediately starting off with like an quote unquote evil mutant. So I think that was really smart. Well said. And it starts with a mystery too, which I think it's good for basically a kid show i think like yeah. trying to test them a little bit more is, is really great yeah and the fact that like um with the exception of like uh, americanized anime most kids cartoons were just one and done this was starting off a saga and like that was huge like yeah. that like it, like that didn't happen uh, unless you were talking about like robotech or uh, a show like that any final thoughts there's as well what didn't um what didn't age well is uh, Jubilee's eyesight when she walked by a giant sentinel and then didn't realize he was hiding <laughs> behind a building. He was uh, in camouflage mode. That was hilarious. She needs to go to the eye doctor. There's a Don't re- worry on those powers later. She, her just showing up already in that, like, that's not a costume. That's what you wear around in general. She just wears, like, a raincoat all the time. Yeah, and, you know, the stupid goggle, the stupid circuit party goggles. Yeah. I mean, she's a 90s she's raver a, kid. She's a, she's a 14-year-old raver. Great. Exactly. She's like, she just needs her little pacifier. Her like. She got that E from that arcade guy and just went crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> her <laughs> Maybe the E stood for extinction. Yeah. Mm. She gets uh, extinction. Uh, you, you destroyed my property. Why don't you just leave, huh? <laughs> Why don't you just get out of here? You know here? how much that cost me? Yeah. A quarter. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, I gave her Wolverine twice. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they really did try and include a lot of those one-liners. Yeah. <laughs> I go where I want to go. It's really influenced my life. It really has, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get on with uh, the issues. We don't have a good sounder for that yet. <laughs> we'll workshop it. All right, the issues. It's our weekly recap of all things X. And this week, we've got Immortal X-Men, number five. X-Men Red, number five. Legion of X. Number four. Should have been number five, but Should've the been. printers didn't work for a month because of paper. Yeah, because of paper. And then X-Men 92, House of 92, number three. All right, started with Immortal X-Men number five, writer Kieran Gillen and artist Michelle Bandini. All right, so this was all about Exodus going, getting that old school religion. Uh, it was a tie-in with, you know, um, Axe Judgment Day. What did you think of all the hot uh, Exodus focus? He is now center stage when he's been mostly in the background throughout well, our X-Men. I've been talking about Exodus for like two years now. Generations. It, well, yeah, two. But I remember when it was we were starting the whole um, circle. I just lost that yeah. word in my head. Anyways, the, what the fuck? is the Quiet Council. Council. Quiet Council. Yeah, the whole circle. And I was like, what's, what's he doing there? I want him to be important. Show me, show me, show me. And they finally did. Like, they had the slight thing. Remember when Doug and he were in New Mutants right before? Yes. Uh, before Ten of Swords. Swords. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ten of Swords. And that was awesome. But I was so pleased that everyone, everyone's digging this fucking issue so badly. Not as much as Red, but... It's they a did, very good issue. They did such a good job with him, and he's yes. definitely the one I was already most intrigued by, but now even more so. And he hasn't really got actual spotlight for oh, 20 years, something? Like an actual dedicated issue to something he's doing? Only for sure. A, it's really been really rough. I was trying to go uh, back on when he's actually had a big story. Um, like, X-Men Legacy, I forgot the numbers. What did I tell you? 267 through 269 or something? Even then, he was still a little bit of a generic, just bad guy, though. So He like, was the, a... S- same way in terms of he was literally only about he was so anti the um schism yeah he basically wanted to force them to get back together and was mad at cyclops because and then he only reconnected because hope was the new mutant was that which actually show in this comic yeah remember he almost burns himself to death in the sun because he has no purpose because there's only 198 mutants left yeah and he finds that she exists and then he was so pro hope in those X Men Legacy issues that was very surprising how immediately he got that and how Which immediately Kieran Gillen got every first. single thing about him, pulled every important thing except for the random 
Quicksilver slash Heroes for Hire issues from the late 90s that were oh, bizarre. Forgot all about that. But what I really did love about this issue is they made the connection between his sort of like like dogmatic like uh, commitment to Catholicism essentially yeah. uh, to uh, to being a mutant and like I love I, I like love little symbols like that like that like where he sees the X is just a turned cross and like I, yes. I think that's just what like a good re- moment that was just, really good it's a really clever moment uh, and I know I know how you feel uh, I, I it works for me it it's works like, well I mean it works even better because did you read the um, I told everyone to read it you motherfuckers um, the let me, the, answer. Let me the answer. black the black um, black knight the black exodus. knight exodus it's good seriously crossover issue yeah that, that explains it I mean it does a really good job even more so than this I, I guess I guess in my mind I feel like I've seen the symbolism connected so many goddamn times mm-hmm. that I'm already sick of it but I didn't mind it here I mean it's just like all it right, just it just fucking worked got for me. it it's there there are two lines perpendicular to each other they look similar. <laughs> The re- uh, going back to what Clark was saying was um, the relationship between him and Hope is like it's something I never asked for, but something I really want now. Like yeah. it is such a nice moment, not only in this issue, but like Hope's like uh, spotlight issue a few issues ago. I think issue number two. Like I think that is such a smart way to bring them together. Like yes, he was like Magneto's like biggest acolyte, and of course, you know, once Magneto kind of fell in favor for him. Hope being the first reborn mutant, of course she's the Messiah. Like, mm-hmm. of course he's going to be like her biggest acolyte. He'll be her John the Baptist. You know, it is such, yeah. it's so fucking good. I just love that she also is just her own personality on yeah. top of it too. Like interacting in a normal way with people, and then he he's just like, you're right, you're right. My man. Messiah swears yeah. a lot. You, you are correct. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. swear you. My yeah. Messiah swear swear is so She's cute. just going about her it. business, and he's like obsessed with everything. Well, what did you guys think? Because this. The, the story itself really focused on a series of flashbacks or a temporality for Exodus, just kind of reflecting on all the people he's followed and why he did and what his purpose is. It mostly was in the time span currently of the psychic attack from the hive mind of the Eternals. Right. And how he has some insight because he's been around for like a thousand years, whatever. It- what did you guys think about connecting it in well, some way? I, I mean, I knew this was going to happen because of that issue, which we people should have read, With where Cersei. he and Cersei got into this huge fight over a man, which was the Black Knight went back in time and took over his ancestor's body. And there is some gayness in this that yeah, is it's apparent. It's very I'll bring it up in a minute. But anyways, where she was dating Black Knight at the time, he was possibly dating the previous version, and they got into a cat fight basically let's say that um over the body slash actual form of their lovers slash non-lovers i don't quite know and so you just knew it was going to happen in the next couple issues that has to it's it's so blatant also i like the fact that he calls her a witch and also called the black um scarlet witch obviously scarlet witch like actually a witch you know without actually naming her yeah they were so big back in i love just connecting all these like fucking heretic that heretics that he has to like fought or has fought in a way or been let down by uh, again uh talking about like how this fits in with axe judgment day um and like it being a spotlight issue for exodus i think is so smart i'm really glad that marvel uh was able to sequence this stuff like axe judgment day coming out what two weeks ago and then um you know showing us the in-between moments here and then the next men red which we'll talk about in a few minutes like it's all working for me uh, mm-hmm. as a crossover. At some point, it's going to fall apart. Totally. I just know it will. Yeah. But I'm going to enjoy the ride right now. Um, but I think Clark and I reread Fatal Attractions, which was mm-hmm. uh, Exodus's first appearance. That crossover, we shit on 90s X-Men a lot, but that crossover really holds up. Um, it is quite good. One of my favorite characters, because I re- started re- reading those again during, um, as we were saying, X-Men 92, and I really like Fabian Cortez, which we talked about in a different podcast that was not our own. And I can, uh, the Snicked um, one. What's the podcast that goes Snicks. Snicks. Yeah. We talked about that issue where mm-hmm. one of the issues he was introduced. And he and Exodus were just wild to me. Very interesting. I like the dichotomy, especially with uh, Fatal Attractions. Yeah. Where basically one killed the other. But but actually didn't. Oh, what I liked about like that era of the X-Men, um, besides it actually 
telling a compelling story was, I don't know if it was inadvert- inadvertent or not, but um, if you think about like like 90s zeitgeist with Bill Clinton, like the whole po- uh, politics of triangulation, where he was like, I'm against these like conservative Republicans over here. I'm against these like far left liberals over here. I'm like right in the middle and I'm here to represent you, America, whatever. And you kind of saw like a little bit of that happening with like the X teams versus like the acolytes. And then what you found out was happening in X Factor. That was X Factor number 92 is where like X just first got introduced. And um, you found out that Val Cooper had been keeping from X Factor that she was also part of like Project Wide Awake as like the last resort if X Factor didn't work. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so you've kind of got like uh, the X teams, X Factor specifically like being the politics of triangulation. And uh, like, it's almost like, if, if you want to look at it charitably, uh, X Factor is almost they're like kind of like the human rights campaign like uh, agenda of like trying to pass marriage equality. It's like, look, we're just like you, you know, like trying to normalize queer people, and it's like sort of normalization of mutants. I think it's just really, I don't know why it stuck with me, but uh, I don't know if the writers and editors like intended it, but it works really well in retrospect. So thinking about the ending and getting ready to move on, uh, Ryan, mm-hmm. I'm curious, were you excited that? it ends with a kind of cliffhanger where Exodus has to fight two Digimon that oh. come through a portal and it, they look like techno. It's a thousand percent. It does look yeah. like that. I was going to even say Power Rangers Zords. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, those are pretty weird creations that I'm kind of into actually. Yeah. I guess those are some Pokemon other Sapphire and Ruby coming out this fall. Yeah. So, um, I was going to talk about the gayness of it. Um, at one point, Exodus mentions to about Black, the first Black Knight, that a second X, you'd say, that he um, he had to kill the man who was closer than a brother to him. I know, which basically last twenty years is code for homosexual lover. Right. But also the fact that he was in like the twelfth century. Um, back then it would be, as mentioned later, that um, Peter describes in the Bible that Jesus was closer than a brother to him. Oh my God! Which yeah. and at the ver- one of the last pages, um, he, Exodus says Peter was the rock that the Nazarene mutant built his church. So it like connects like crazy. Also, the fact that if that's the case, he brings it up there and early in the issue, he says the closer than the brother line, that he kind of in a way was worshiping his best friend. I don't know, and is that weirdly connect? Is like has he been connecting and like purposely following these men? As some sort of weird pseudo-sexual religious. Like, oh, it's like the aspect. assistant, the gay assistant who's always in love with like, yeah, Smithers. Uh, Smithers. Yeah. Yeah. Smithers. Or or Gary this, from Veep. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It just the, all the weird <laughs> the connective tissue in this one issue just makes it a questionable. Well, there, and it, there is some genuine theory that uh, Jesus was gay or pansexual. Oh, fucking twelve men. The, and uh, some and, and some um hanging out with prostitutes some prostitutes hanging out not go, fucking going him. going to bottomless brunch yeah. uh no uh that the washing of feet for example is often a euf- euf- it was euphemistically used uh to say that they had inter- intercourse oh. oh really uh, yeah but he's fucking a lot in, in in some scenarios it doesn't make sense to assume that because it was with like a crowd and like an old woman <laughs> listen here <laughs> well, i don't know how do you have Jesus sex was busy <laughs> but they had a lot of euphemisms like that uh that are used in the bible that there you some, go. some have a sexual connotation so so i'm saying gay, it's, gay, gay. it's even gayer yeah than we thought. why don't we find our favorite panels and connect it to our favorite bible verses yeah well, does that sound fun? that sounds As great prior- perfect Name. i just did peter Two, one, three, four, something. I don't know. <laughs> Two, one, yes. niner. Yes. Uh, binary zero, one, zero, uh, zero, zero, yeah. one. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's move on to Legion of X. Legion of X number four. No, what? X-Men Red, you oh, dumb bitch. Oh, my God. Did we didn't talk about that? No. All right. Fine. X-Men Red number five. Uh, oh, because like, it's, so, it's such a bad book. It's so good. Written the worst. by Al Ewing and drawn by Stefano Casilli. Allegedly, according to Brent's tone. That we, we read out of duress. We get to see... Okay, yeah. All right. We <laughs> get to see uh, what Uranus did to the Iraqans, um in Axe Judgment Day. Turns out it wasn't just blow them all up. There was some extra context that needed to be added, specifically that no mutant who matters can ever die. Um, uh, Kaylin, I want to ask you, what do you dislike about this comic? Uh, I dislike your description and the fact that you skipped over it, you heartless monster. Yeah, That's extra comic, okay? That's outside. Yeah. No, uh, this is the best book. It is It is fucking fantastic. It's mm-hmm. like every time I think this book can't get better, yeah. it gets better. Like... Uh, 
Uranus, when you first see him, like, oh, he's like a dark side knockoff or a Thanos knockoff. And then he is so fucking terrifying in this comic and True. so menacing. It's just absolute perfect. Uh, you know, you knew that moment that Iska was going to turn. Yeah. But it still was so well done. She does that every week. She does. Point, She's like, yeah. oh, God damn it, Iska, you're a fucking unreliable ally. At this point, I don't see why they, they allow her anywhere near them. <laughs> yeah. Like, is, well, it, is it the should... fact she never loses, but she never loses a friendship? I don't understand. No, I, I disagree. I think they should keep her close because whatever side she's on, they got to go too. Like, honestly, like, she's never. So they flip too? Yeah. I, I think she's just such an uncertain piece that, like, it's very hard to. You don't want to make an enemy out of that person if their power is they can't lose because then that in some way stacks the deck against you. Yeah. At least if she's by your side, maybe there's favoritism sometimes. No, don't make her an enemy because she's going to be an enemy at any moment in time all the time. But how can you beat her? You can't beat her. That's why you get rid of her. I think you banish her. If you can't beat them, join them. Teleport them into the ocean. Scramble yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's yeah. the actual quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I don't know whether she can't lose means she can't lose hanging out with people. I don't know. I was kind of torn. She can't Wait, lose sitting on a circle. She can't lose, I don't know, being on a planet. I don't get it. Yeah, it's her power is pretty vague. And I really, I, I thought she was cool for a while. I, I don't, I'm not interested at all anymore. I just I, don't I'm like her. I'm more interested in how people play her. Like how Yeah, I like that when Sunspot shat on her. Exactly. I think that's, like, he completely flipped yeah. it on her. I think that was that really was good. Amazing. It's gone to the point where they have to explain why she should be there or anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So and that's okay. There was a moment that I really liked that the comic briefly focused on. And it's the same as the in Star Wars when you see the what's the giant monster Sarlacc the Rancor the Rancor oh, that yeah. they have a scene where the Rancor is killed and then they have a security guard come over and he just like starts weeping yeah it was a completely unnecessary he thing he trained that pet for years yeah and it made this kind of like sad beautiful moment yeah. they did something similar here where uh, Uranus is killing this uh, m like multicellular creature that has all of this history in it and it's kind of this just this sad moment of like, oh, yeah, and he also burned the Library of Alexandria. You're like, oh, that's not necessary to the story to know, but it hurts, and I kind of <laughs> like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun layer. I don't know yeah. why. I, the way th um, that he went through their council was so fucking cool. I really enjoyed them all sort of throwing things. The, the part that shocked me the most was Legion was such a non-moment. They off he panel. was murdered off panel. That's how powerful this bitch I, is. I think that's actually more powerful than seeing how he goes down. Do you think he was he was murdered or dealt well, that's with what I'm in saying. some way? As, or did um, he switch sides? Because everyone does that. As I said, we were supposed to read um, X Legion of X number five this week. If it hadn't all been pushed back a month because of paper issues, yeah. yeah. Number six is where we're going to see this interaction. I don't think he actually kills him or takes him down. I think he takes himself down. By some sort of fucked up shit, because Uranus was kind of disappointed by the fact he couldn't do what he wanted to do. Until That's he probably right. Maybe maybe David has some episode that makes him unable to. Some sort of all sorts yeah. of fucked up stuff happening over what there. What a right great now. issue that could have been so throwaway, especially in a crossover event. Oh yeah, of like an event that you see in the main event, and it is powerful. It's so powerful. It's and you and you start to feel for the Iraqis so much more in a way that you didn't really, I mean, did they have murder them all? Yeah, sure. But, uh, I really, yeah. I really enjoyed it. But, um, Nova and them got some of them off or off planet. That's true. And then 98% of people within a 30 mile radius died. That means nothing. Yeah. Also, we have no idea what that they haven't given. They give us percentage, uh, the number of people or percentage of, Populous no, dead, no. just a random number that means nothing at the moment. Everyone was really giving it their all, and also Abigail Brand was there with a pistol <laughs> to get straight yeah. up what murdered. Was that? Thank yeah. God, girl, get I, it together. I love the. You're who, more resourceful than that. Who was the great ring member who basically said, "Shut up! I, I'm going to use my real eyes instead <laughs> of your robot eyes." Like it was so good. <laughs> um. So there was another moment that I thought was very great about showing a rocking culture with Loda's the random blue guy uh, who kind of basically wakes up from the dead apologizing that he has to be saved this way. Uh, and then the response from what's the name of the worm persons. So chill. I can't remember the name of that character. Who's the, so who's the I don't know. it's the multi-species right. yeah, yeah, yeah. who basically helps resurrect him saying, yeah, I've got to preserve you. It's important. You're continuing. The fight is still part of the fight. And I thought it was a great Not way of here. continuing 
the the showing of the different ways that Iraqi cultures culture of war isn't uh, you know kind of singular. It's not just fight, fight, fight. There's no other way of thinking about loss and battle. And then to make the the seat of loss in control uh, was they just fantastic. A different way. Yeah, that's a good point. So, Kalen, Magneto's got a hole in his chest and love in his heart. What did you think about this whole what, move for him? What does it mean? What does it mean? I don't know. Uh, secondary mutation? That's always my answer for everything. Uh, <laughs> I mean, last issue or two issues ago, uh, he basically said that he and Storm would give up Resurrection for, to be on the Great Ring. Yeah. So, like, they have to find another way to keep him alive. And this is it. I don't understand what happened, I, but it was a great Magneto moment. Like, th- throughout the entire issue, it was a lot of great Magneto moments. I feel like he's gotten to this point where he can use his powers so well that he is, can control his own, the you know, he controls his own blood yeah. based on the, the metals metal, within. The so iron he basically in, yeah. doesn't need his own heart anymore because yeah. he can keep everything flowing around. That's a good that's a good uh, explanation. They really yeah. are trying to lean into these omegas truly doing everything. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh and the so possibility glowing. that this mutant this other organism might be with him m- more in the future. I kind of like that idea that he's got this new character trait that he has to deal with and learn from. Yep. All right, let's move on to Legion of X if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, fine. Okay. Legion of X number 4, written by Simon Spurrier and uh, artist by Jan, Jan Balduza. Sorry. Basildua. Basildua. Uh, so Nightcrawler goes to Pound Town and he gets philosophical. Uh, Charles Xavier is still a jerk. And then we get to see uh, the Iraqan god Tumult, god of no wrong answers. <laughs> Shoving things together. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. not Mash-ups. make Let's not make a new look. Let's just take all the looks from before. Clark, you seem unhappy with Tumult. I'm not happy. I just did you I like decided po- Potumba? I, I'm not interested in it anymore. I don't care about Skinjacker. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. I think the I, I wanted more Banshee stuff. I they, did too. They ended Same, on Banshee's yeah. monster face Ghost Rider thing, and they're like, "Oh, he saved us," and then we won't bring him up again. They sort of just did it like off panel too, like yeah, show exactly. Us. What? Okay. I think the con the background concepts of this book are a lot more interesting than what's on the foreground. Mm -hmm. Like, all the stuff with, um, like, the fucking info page of Charles Xavier asking Nightcrawler to, like, give him reports on Kane Marco to bring in all the prisoners from uh, the altar, you know, to do all this. And Nightcrawler's like, nope. Nope. And motherfucking nope. Like, I'm not doing any of this stuff, you know. I think that's just... All the stuff again that's happening, where Charles Xavier, his his leadership is getting undermined by people who don't believe him in it anymore. Even his like most ardent like supporters, his, his like second generation of students, or even his original students, like that I think is more interesting than like the fucking skinjacker shit. Yeah, Xavier they really are shitting on him. I love it. I I can't wait to this actually come him. to a bald head. We got Warlock not being happy, and then just. Tattling mm-hmm. on all the nowhere, no places on Krakoa. Yeah. yeah. I just think Xavier needs to get over his Kane bullshit. Like, he, it's been y- 10 years since he was bad in any way, and then he was good, but that was only because Sidorak fucked him up again. It's like, Sidorak, yeah. And then before he was good for another 10 years, it was like, shut up, just get over it. I'm done with it. The value would really be if, would I think there's probably more Charles that we need in this storyline because the story should be. Look, if you're giving everyone a second chance, then you've got to give the person who you would like to give the le- fewest second chances to. Mm-hmm. Give it to Kane Marco. Right. Um, that's the ultimate person to convert, not some god we've never heard of. Yes. Uh, you know, my, it feels weird and open-ended. My weird theory, uh, maybe it's not so weird, is that Charles has become such, he's become more like what Magneto used to be or what Apocalypse is like. It's like, this land is for mutants. And it's for mutants only. And Kane Marco's here. Yeah, he's my stepbrother or whatever, half brother. Um, but he's human, mm-hmm. and so he doesn't deserve the same kind of uh, second chance or uh, my protection like mutants do. Well, then tell Beak's family they need to burn in hell or something. Throw yeah, them but out like to they're, see. But they're, they're not in he his did. face. He burn, did, burn in hell, Beak's family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or Angel's family. I don't fucking remember. This. Yeah. This series is so dense so dense so it's, very dense it's very dense we're gonna there's gonna be some 
I, th- I think I'm sort of enjoying it. I like the concepts more sort of like you, Caitlin. But I think there's going to be, after this is completely done, there's going to be some super hardcore, like, queer fans that love this and, like, will go back to it all Why the time. Why queer fans? I don't know. I feel like this is an inherently queer story. You know, what's interesting is, at least just on online, there aren't a lot of defenders of this book. No, not Look, at all. I don't even know if it was, like, maybe the previous people that love, like, the all the Legion series. Maybe I mean, like way back when you mean when he did like uh or like when he Legion. first got with blindfold and all oh, yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah. back yeah. at like ten, 10 that 15, series was years great. Ago. This that was just, yeah. It feels like a trying to be. There's so many that. threads. There are way too many threads. Yeah, and they're not coming together no. well. And to treat dust like that, come on. And now we got fucking eyeball woman. Cora Serrata. Yeah, there you yeah. go. I, Ooh, and then last in, in X Men Red got bashed in the eyeball face. Yeah, and they're like, but she's taking worse. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All right, sure. What rodeo was she a part of? <laughs> what does she look like under that fucking eye, yeah. too? Um, Just a cataract. I, I <laughs> <laughs> that works, but okay. I, I like it. I, I'm liking Legion of X. I think it's it's okay. You know, structurally, I the the skin jacker stuff feels weird, but yeah. you know, Nightcrawler actually exploring his philosophy a little bit more. <laughs> I, I wish you meant his sexuality, his, his <laughs> philosophy, his own dick. You yeah, mean. I I do wish that there was. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of conceptual strength to the idea of the spark, and I, I there's got to be some way that that's shown better than it has been until now. Yeah, but I, I do like the Charles is becoming Magneto comparison because I do like that Nightcrawler is becoming Charles. Yeah. Um. I like him as this kind of outside institutionalist who has a different idea about helping people and no one is no one is too far gone to be saved. Um, That's true. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Um, it just shows the strength of the X-Books right now because if this had come out five years ago during Resurrection, we'd be like, this is the best X-Book, especially when you compare it to X-Men Gold, Blue, Weapon X, and everything else that was coming out then. All right, let's move on to X-Men 92, House of 92, number three. It's written by Steve Fox, friend of the podcast, and uh, artistry by Salvador Espen. Uh, It's the animated version of Ten of Swords. Deadpool breaks the fourth wall, and Dark Beast uh, makes a debut. Um, How does this work as an adaptation? Did you like that it was faster of an assembly for the team for Ten of Swords? yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's very evocative of the cartoon, which just like, it's like, yep, we got to pull all these forces together. We don't have fucking time to do it's what what happens in a comic book. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Apocalypse. I didn't say they had to be mutants. <laughs> I like how they had to be like, what can we find any magic that we ever used in this television show? And they're like, Archon, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Everyone's true. favorite. So I really liked in, um, in, oh God, what's it called? Weird World, the spinoff of uh, Se- the uh, Secret Wars. Secret yeah. Wars, yeah. but that wasn't this version, who's just a lame who tried to steal and mind control yeah. for Storm. The, the team of assembled sword wielders was very fun. You can kind of see everyone... They all like did a sword at some point, and then Rogue just has a kitchen knife. Yeah, like it's really strange. <laughs> Sugar. Yeah. Everyone else feels right. At least she didn't bring like a cat, like you know, in a room full of rocking chairs. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then we also have the team that they're going up against, and this are some true wild, wild cards. Wild for Miss Marvel, <laughs> Carol Danvers, to that be back to her old outfit. And her old booty, and just come for mi- like Rogue. It was so smart and so fun. I enjoyed that very much. So good. Yeah. So dumb. I like the complete bizarre of like Solar, who is a, for some reason on our what? good guys team, who's <laughs> yeah. like a fucking straight up nobody. Did you know his alias is Bright Giant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? I don't even know very much about Solar. I Th- have to admit, it's nothing. This series is so fun when they when they create Sword Fighter and then just showed all all of them as potential fighters, they, and then they do a a smash cut of like basically the intro to X Men animated series of all all the two oh, teams yeah. going up against each other. That's great. It's just um, this is just so much fun. Can we can we talk about some of the stupid things? Yeah, please. Uh, forearms is now more arms. <laughs> <laughs> also. Uh, now that Apocalypse is is ruling non non what 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 was the name of the place Question Land What's the Archon Land P Yeah Yeah So now that he's ruling that he has to wear the hat 
he still has to wear yeah. a dumb, shitty gold crown. Yeah. I love it. Apocalypse, I, it does not work for you. You do not need to wear that. Yeah, uh, it's not good. I like brood our brood, uh, like the pog our pog, yeah. like uh, pastiche, but the, like Deadpool's inside and he's like, he sees Psylocke and he's like, wait, are you still a problematic like, Asian <laughs> Body switching. Yeah. Body switching. I was like, oh. I know what? I wasn't really doing this thing back in 92. But, <laughs> but still. <laughs> yeah. that's a, It's the only fourth wall breaking I'm not mad at. Yeah. Maybe it's because I don't really care about 92 that much, but I think it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So my favorite thing was when we got... um fucking dark beast again yeah yeah that was that was really well done yeah Yeah. and there oh shoot i just lost it anyway there's a quote in there about fucking i lied god damn it i lost in my head anyways but silver samurai is gold it's a quote and um (laughs) things fall apart the center cannot hold yes yes that's uh keats yeah w Yes, and it's all <laughs> it's all about post-war Europe mm-hmm. and going through the apocalypse that is World War II. So it connects with the whole apocalyptic aspect of it. And also, there's a line in there that I noted that is about the is about oh, and what rough beast its hour come round at last? Yeah, is a line within that poem. So like Steve Fox is just like on the nose with this fucking little poem that he puts in there. Well, uh, Steve Fox. Quote, is also a big horror fan and a horror writer too, so he's definitely using that kind of like that kind of stuff to like throw that in there too. Well, and also, you know, going back to the first episode of the animated series, Beast, whenever he got a chance, would be like, "Here's Shakespeare. I know poets. Yes. Shut up. We yeah. know you're smart. You've read a oh, fucking yeah, we're gonna have book. to deal with him in jail for the next ten issues, whining yeah. about all that shit. Yeah. Did you guys like that Ish, uh, episodes, not Silver issues. Samurai's uh, upgrade is that he's Gold Samurai? Yeah. <laughs> Ryan mentioned that. Yeah. Oh my god, I blacked out. Kill off a lot of unnecessary. I, I like instead of taking over Mars, they're just gonna do asteroid N. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just as good. Yeah, it's just as good. It's space. just as big as an island. Yeah. Come on. So, so, how do you guys think they're gonna do Hellfire Gala next issue? That's a great question. It's they could go in so many different ways. Like announce next men team and it's like the craziest fucking roster ever. That could be fun. I'm interested yeah. to see the fashion. So, well, how are they gonna do? Uh, how can they do, do an X Men team if the Hellfire Gala is Hellfire? Wait, so they're, they're doing the Hellfire Gala. What celebrities from the 90s are going to be there? Wow. Okay, mm. Polly Shore. Uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Courtney Love. Courtney Love. <laughs> you're oh, you're going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, Green. Tom Green. Tom <laughs> Green. Oh, Eric from the Grind. Yeah. So they kill them all off. <laughs> I want to see both Julie Browns. Oh, downtown <laughs> and not downtown. uptown. I, um, And the fashions are going to be crazy 90s i cannot too. wait that cannot alone is gonna be killer every wait. character is just wearing fingerless gloves <laughs> so nothing wrong with that brent nothing yeah, wrong with is. that all right it's breaking news oh yeah we changed it we're gonna change even more later anyways so when i was in high school on wolverines was our west atomic thing and i was part of the um the newspaper and it was we decided that it was supposed to be changing to the Ravens was the name of our school. It didn't end up not, but it, we had to come up with a new byline for our paper. Yeah. And yeah. we tried to come up with stuff, and we decided that Ravens have a cloaca, which is you know where all their cum and shit come out. So we decided, it's where everything comes out. From so we decided that the byline was going to be all the news that's fit to shit. Amazing. As if a cloaca, yeah. And anyways, it, it didn't re- work it out. It requires a lot of knowledge about birds. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what happened. So for this very one episode, this news is entitled... All the news that's, that's fit, fit to, to shit. shit. So today we got She-Hulk has been delayed by one single day for <gasps> some apparent reason. Instead of Wednesdays, like every single thing has I'm been pissed. for the last two years, it's on one Thursdays. Is that okay, everyone? Well, we're going to have to watch it real quick before we record. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> I think they're just going to, I mean, in my mind, it's like they're just trying out slots now to see which works. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like Vegas. It's like the cloaca. You only have one slot. Yeah. <laughs> one slot for everything, mm-hmm. says the Raven. <laughs> what do you think? What slot Never do you think whore. people are mostly home for? Is it Thursdays? You think before? I thought it was Fridays. People are home for that. I think it's Sundays. Should they come Sunday out on mornings? Sunday? No, Sunday. God's nights. day. God's day. I don't know if that the paradigm means anything anymore. Yeah, when it's I, streaming. I, I mean, I'd love to see the data on like when people actually stream stuff, but I bet different groups of people are so different that 
when you're talking about like getting millions of viewers, it's like, well, yeah, what segment? Because they'll watch it in different ways. Well, WandaVision and uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, Fatwas, excuse me, Brent. Uh, Fatwas. Uh, both came out on Fridays, if you remember. And then when it, yes. when it was Loki, they moved it to Wednesdays. Because of the time shift. Ah, uh, yes. Because of the incursions. Uh, I mean, Wednesday's just a variant Friday anyway. And then I hear in season two, they're going to release it before season one came out. Be <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> um, it, the balls on Disney Plus for only having basically one new show and being like, we're going to play with the time slot. Yeah. Like, you have no other content. Well, bitch. Andor is going to come out soon, too. But yeah. Andor's not coming. They, they shipped out to September. So yeah, I think they're going to finish. still not that far. Yeah. One show at a time. Well, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they're wonder if they're going to be putting multiple different shows at different time spots or different days of the week. Um, that makes sense. I mean, I think um, like when Miss Marvel came out, it definitely got overshadowed a little bit by Obi Wan. Totally. And so I kind of wish they'd like separated the two out. Next news story. Oh yeah, I was waiting for you. Bring to say it to the Marvel. Oh, Marvel. did you know Bru- that Shea Bru- Coulee is going to be in the new Ironheart series? That's Even on though she didn't Disney win the Plus, crown on RuPaul's Drag Race, she got second place. Nope. Here's a question. Before I get into that, who do you think Jinx would be? Oh, in the Marvel, she's got to be. Uh, I think she's Agatha. new Scarlet Witch. You know, you she's know new who Scarlet she, Witch. You know who she would be? She After would be that one died. She would be Arcade's crazy mom. <laughs> what did she be? <laughs> sure, so, pinball. Uh, Arcade's mom. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I like that. Though. Uh, yeah, I kind of like the idea that Rue is Arcade. Just coming up with games. Jinx is now the mom of RuPaul. (laughs) Yeah, she's the house mother. (laughs) This is a weird family. Who would Raja be? Um, oh, bit. Well, uh, the, the fucking floating eye. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. You were looking for an icon. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, she's uh, Shea is going to be in that show. So who do you think we she are will guessing, be? Slash, I assumed she's going to be Dark Vale from that two times she was ever in the Iceman series by yes. Cena Grace. And she's it popped up sense. in the Pride it's a issues and stuff. Queen yeah. of color and okay. I mean, uh, it's a little on the nose and makes sense, but like, are they just? Is this how they're just introducing mutants now? Like, <laughs> they random. get the most random mutants. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh sure, X Men. Somehow there's a full, full feature film for Glob Herman. <laughs> <laughs> you would be there so yeah, quickly. Like yeah. Now well, I know. He, I know he night. can't stand in the sunlight. I I know this is the obvious choice, and I think most people are theorizing her being Dark Veil or Shade. But what if she was a real role? <laughs> Wouldn't that be kind of fun? Like, that's not a small... I'm assuming this is more of a cameo rather yeah. than... She's yeah, a cameo I was going to say, well, then but, what What c- role do you want to just be a cameo and never used again? Ironheart's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone. I No, like, actually a confidant of, like, her that maybe so does So just drag. some random person do you think that she we could don't be a, know, a but Wakanda? we should No, I don't think so. I think I'd she, love, yeah. I think she would just be straight-up American. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. Most of the Wakandans well, K- are Kaylin British thinks actors. That. <laughs> Pretty much all the Wakandans are British actors, except yeah. for yeah, very few. <laughs> yeah. Really. Very very few. Those Harry Potter actors. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, oopsie! Patton Oswalt decided he wanted to confirm that Eternals two was happening, and I guess that's good. I mean, yeah. I'm happy with it. I'm but, happy. But is that true? Was he just drunk or confused or? Did he actually seem to be true at the same time? He seemed pretty clear headed. He seemed I it was on the Today Show. (laughs) (laughs) So he was drunk on the Today Show. He was drunk. They drink wine on that Today Show. What at like eight AM on the Today Show? Morning wine, yeah. That is Yeah, but for them it's nine (laughs) AM. But it's pretty wild that he it's not even like we'll get into another really stupid maybe <laughs> exposure of w- what's coming up, but like it, this is a pretty big thing that I don't think he can reveal. Marvel didn't even reveal this at their like Comic Con. What yeah, the it's fuck? It's one of the I guess untitled. No, yeah. he's Pip the Troll. He was in the first <laughs> Eternals just at the very end. Yeah, they're, uh, yeah. they're actually going to call I, it Pip and the Eternals, yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> I know that. Do you know that I know <laughs> yeah. that? I just want to know whether the audience knows that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So um, it's all it's going to be only Star Fox and Pip and the Eternals pop up <laughs> and they say whatever and then they keep going and the two of them fight and the uh, and Jada from Drag Race is also going to be Jada in that series, Pinkett I Smith. Think. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you'd feel bad or good if you spoiled something like this? Uh great cuz then the news would be about me. 
<laughs> he got so much press because he accidentally spoiled this. Yeah, he definitely oopsed it. And that ha- that helped all of the sales for his comedy albums, probably. Oopsed it. It almost guarantees he will be in the series, though. Well, Slip I mean, it clearly guarantees he's going to be in the series. <laughs> yeah. What if they cut him from it no, as no, a no. punishment? <laughs> yeah. How dare you, Kevin Feige? Kevin Feige is going to break my thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Chloe Zhao is once again. No, it's Cloaca. No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to call terrible Cloaca. Um, she's once again going to be the director of it. That's great. I like that. She shot a beautiful movie. It was great looking. Yeah, and they I'm got excited. They got to bring back the uh, is it Tiamat the the uh, celestial that was like in the ocean like frozen. They yeah, no br- one, no one has mentioned bring out that, that in the MCU. Thing. Yeah, it's just there. The biggest fucking continental thing to happen. Yeah, and everyone's just like, mm, that, I know the Statue act- of Liberty is different. That's actually going to be played by. They're going to use a voice. It's the Vivian from RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> 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 oh my god, <laughs> that is the <laughs> the whole All Stars cast is going to be Lip in the sync MCU for your legacy. <laughs> the Celestial Machine. Show God me what thing. you've got. You must prove. Humans are worth this defiance <laughs> with a snatch game. <laughs> no, and it just does like the uh, the speech from the nights the, the night the lights went out in yes. Georgia from designing <laughs> women. <laughs> Look, they made RuPaul's Drag Race. They 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 must be good. Yeah. All right, let's see what the Drag Race contestant we can bring into. Oops, Oscar <laughs> Isaac and um, Mohamed Diab have confirmed season two of Moon Knight by just weirdly zooming each other or like videoing each other. Can we talk about the way this was actually revealed, Ryan? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, some really sweet girl um, is in Cairo with, I guess, like a producer or maybe a writer or something like that, and they're like, and she's like, "So is this is on Instagram? So is there going to be a season two? And the guy goes, "A Moon Knight," and then drunk Oscar <laughs> Isaac pops in the scene, pops in the scene, he's like, "Why else will we be in Cairo?" <laughs> He might as well have just said, you dumb bitch, at the end of it, because he was lit. He practically yanked the camera out of her hands. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Why else would we be in Cairo? Don't post so Does he just hate Cairo? No. Is I that why he has no other reason to go ever? Yeah. I don't yeah. think that's the controversy what, here. <laughs> what does it say about, hey, what does it say about Oscar Isaac's thought on Cairo? <laughs> Um, Breaking news! Extra, extra. I think once we get, uh, once we get Werewolf by Night, they're all going to show up in a potential. Mo- it, it'll be Moon Knight and Friends, or whatever the fuck they call the next the Moon Knight and Friends. That's the but way but you know be. what I mean. Like, it'll yeah. be like uh, Midnight Suns or something Do you think like Blueberry that. Yeah. will be there. I hope so. I hope Berry. Yeah. There's a. New, they actually just added a new one to the cast as well. What's his Fruit Brute is his <laughs> name. <laughs> That's, it, not, that's a not a new one. That's, that's not from new. the 60s. That's been around for a while. Where'd she go? Oh, oh I thought you were talking about Moon Knight. So she <laughs> went away for like, sh- she was on for I don't even know how many years, but then um, canceled and Yummy Mummy took oh, her she, place. Why'd she get canceled? And then Yummy <laughs> Mummy was canceled her like on seven Vietnam. years later. You're getting deep into the M serial you. <laughs> and then both of them weren't seen again until like 2014, I think, for a year. Mm-hmm. And then they were canceled again until today. Wow. Not Yummy Mummy. Yummy Mummy's still canceled. Good. What what they did was basically <laughs> both of them have just like random different colored fruit things. So it's not strawberry like Frankenberry or blue like Booberry. It's just fucking it's colors. more of a branding issue. I don't even know what co- I don't even know what fruit it is. I haven't had it before, but I, I have didn't it this mean year. to make this cereal talk time. Well, you guys both did it. Yeah, I know. Let's move on. All right. So. <laughs> I'm just, I'm gonna decide that the last two were drunken mistakes. This one's a drunken mistake too. On the point of Luminerity, they have said that Olivia Coleman is gonna play Union Jack in the Secret Invasion TV show. So there are four, well, three Union Jacks, but I think they're doing a fourth one that doesn't really uh, everybody Union Jack. So mm-hmm. first one is this Fallsworth guy during World War One, I, I think, and in World War Two, his son, who is a homosexual, takes over because his father dies, but and then the third one's the Today one. I was very confused. I thought it was going to be cool if she was the Today one just kicking ass on the street with like a fucking gun. Yeah. Why couldn't she be that one? She could, but she's not because her last name is Fallsworth. And that's what they say is going to be the case in the, the rumor. Okay. Anyways, the one I'm thinking of, Jackie Fallsworth, I think that's her name. I can't remember. Spitfire in the comics. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Is she's still alive today even though she's from World War II. Yeah. 
and, and it's because she was bitten by a vampire <laughs> and she's a fucking oh, vampire. That's right. She's a vampire, but with sun power. I hated all this stuff because I, I was like, you're going to get rid of the gay? No, thank you. But I think... She's still going to be gay? No, I think she, they're going to... I want her to, her and Blade, because in the comics they get together. I want her and Blade to get together. It would be fantastic and weird. I think they're not too far off in age either. Yeah. I'm just excited Olivia Coleman's playing Union Jack because they had announced Olivia Coleman before for yes. Secret Invasion. And yeah. we were all like, oh, is she like the Skrull Queen or something like that? Yeah. No, I mean, she still could be. She could. Mm, that's true. She could be. That's right. I know. Secret Amelia, Invasion. Amelia Clark is going to be the Skrull Queen. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I think, be, you I don't think, think she'd be Agent be. Brand? <coughs> yeah, or do you think Agent Actually, Brand? I think Agent Brand makes Why more sense. Why can't she be her? both? Um, maybe girl you just blew my blew, mind yeah you just blew this whole thing wide open i mean olivia coleman's just gonna come through no mm. matter how good the script is yes. she is going to gonna eat that scene it is going to be chewed the fuck yeah up. yeah can't get them out i need to paint <laughs> i yeah i kind of hope she's the fighting union jack in the streets i do really i really want her to be just beating shit it. up in the street that's yeah. why that's what i first got excited and then until i remember the gay ma- one then i was like i hate you now this mass vigilante sort of like comes around and rips off the mask and it's olivia it's olivia coleman well, that'd yeah. be awesome it'd be great yeah she's an icon she's a legend all right so i was going to do i'm doing a plug me daddy now instead of afterwards um, I'm telling you Tell people, me when you're going to plug me, Daddy. No, I'm doing it now. You should watch the other two and Summer Camp Island. Those are my favorite two shows on HBO Max. And the reason I'm bringing it up now is because of everything you've probably already heard. HBO Max is just getting fucking crazy because Discovery bought them. And they are just dismantling HBO Max as we speak. So what is some of the stuff they're getting? They already, as uh, the big one was um, they destroyed and got rid of and never going to shelve and destroy everything of um, Batgirl. Yeah. We're never going to see that ever. Sucks. Thought that was going to be a TV show. No. Don't know why I didn't know it was, it was a movie. Initially, it was, a movie. It was a directly going to go to streaming. And then a couple months ago, they said they're actually going to do a theatrical release. Gotcha. Well, they w- were WB films are supposed to be theatrical now. And then they completely got. Yeah, it. they decided. It was like ninety-one million dollars. Yeah. that they threw down. That the um, they, it wasn't worth. It, ninety-one million is not enough money for a movie that's um, DC. Gotcha. It has to be, you know, the real one. It was. I guess some people say the reviews are bad. Some are good, but supposedly the Flash has great reviews, and that's the only reason they're not tossing it aside so this one couldn't have good enough reviews for the money they're going to make anyways the the reason they're doing this also the new scooby-doo was canceled and the no. reason they're doing this i i mean i love well, i love scooby-doo so fuck off i'd rather see that than batgirl any day um is because they have three billion dollars in deficit that they're trying to get rid of they're trying to find things to do rid of and so they've already taken six movies off that weren't that were on there that their own fucking HBO Max shows because there's amortization that if you can put it on for a certain number of years, but as long if you get it off after a year, uh, you can write it off your taxes. The fact that it was only on there for a year versus ten years. The same thing with Batgirl, they can write that off their taxes. Same thing with Scooby Doo. So supposedly they've saved twenty million dollars by canceling Batgirl. Versus ever ever putting it out. They also Jesus. fired like what seventy percent of the. They staff. are in the rumors they're going to survive. <laughs> yeah, get seventy percent of the staff gone. They are canceling all. They're going to stop doing scripted television. So basically, every single thing is in danger of being canceled at any point in time. This show sucks, and I don't care. But Little Ellen was canceled this week. That was supposed to come out next month, mm-hmm. and it's already finished, done and dusted. Every single thing ready to go. They just. Drop that. So anything you ever loved on that network could be thrown aside at so any y- second. So you wanted to plug something real quick because you said you wanted to see. Yeah, I wanted to keep. So the, uh, well, Summer Camp Island already has their issues all already finished, and they were pushed from uh, July to 2023, and it was the last season, six season out of six seasons. And the reason I kept they kept that, I'm assuming, is because um, it's after the fourth quarter so they they'll have something that they won't need to have a write-off on hmm. sounds like you should be in these investor movies. but anyways and yeah. the other two <laughs> uh, the other two i'm scared because that one's supposed to come out in september october something like that and as they as i said little ellen they can throw something away at any second so if you yeah, as i said if you love anything well our watch sh- it. our show got canceled though remember little homos, yeah, little, homos. little homos that was tough 
Yeah, and then we had the spinoff, Where Are My Little Homos? Yeah. It was just, like, rough. So watch your DC shit for sure. You guys all love Harley Quinn, so I would yeah. I would watch it multiple times just so they know not to drop it. But who the fuck I'll knows I'll leave anymore? it on loop. DC Online is freaking out. Every single company, uh, fucking Titans is freaking out. Whatchamacallit, the act, one of the actors who played B- Brother Blood who's coming out is yeah. like, they could just knock this out at any point in time. And they've Spooky. done, like, three seasons of Titans, and so, yeah. like, I mean, it's got its fans. It does. Some big so, ones. Yeah. So, who knows? Well, Clark, well, that was your plug. <laughs> yeah, that's um, what I was going to say. My Clark's got something, which I haven't done in ages, is um, how would you destroy a streaming service? I would run Netflix. Like, like, as if you would think you were doing well. No, as it's being run right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and what is that? How would you? Uh, I'm just. Gonna, how would you drive I, it? In the I'm ground? just gonna green light every Shonda Rhimes type knockoff shit show yeah. that doesn't that that wasn't uh, right for CW that but the that, CW but, said they'd pass on. But that's the only stuff that's being watched on that channel. I think they're they're driving people away because they're not making other different better content. I would do what Brent did, and then on top of it, I would make the interface really bad. Like, yeah. like par- HBO Max bad. Like Paramount Plus bad. Oh, Paramount no, Plus is, you yeah. bitch. Or, or a- a- AMC Plus. Also, Peacock. I don't want to see that Peacock. Oh, Peacock is. Because it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. bad. Yeah. Honestly. So you're saying the only one that's good is Netflix. Netflix Amazon's is bad, too. Amazon's I, I, bad. Hulu's is pretty good. Hulu's is Fine. I don't understand why they don't like recommend the show that I've already been watching. Here's a new episode of it, Brent. Oh, yeah. Do you want to continue the you, series? You watch yeah. three episodes of something, and then those episodes end, and they're like, let's watch season one of Brothers and Sisters. That's yeah, why oh, I keep it getting forced with in the yeah. last month. <laughs> why? Why? That shit's 15 <laughs> oh, years old. I forgot about uh, that show. Ryan, do you have any like reason this. to destroy anything, and how? Um, Would you Jeff Bezos it? Where you're like, I like this TV show. I'm going to buy it and then make and another then throw three, in the trash. three seasons. And then decide not to do actually yeah. do it. Say that I'm going to come out with content and then um, never come out with it. That, I guess would actually be so a really bad strategy. That's what you're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's your, that's, your, that's well your dating said. life. What? No, wow. I still come out with it. All right. Um, all right. Well, um, on to sound. our last segment, uh, which is. Okay. Yeah. You want some? Yeah. You want this sweet, sweet sound? Yeah. Yay. Oh, a little uh, stereo action. As always, we like to wrap up with a little something we call Plug Me Daddy, where Clark doesn't interrupt us before we need to with the Plug Me Daddy, where we quickly (laughs) highlight something that we've read, seen, heard, or experienced this week and wanted to share with you our proud, proud little homos. So I can't say anything for the next five minutes. You were dead silent. If I even hear you breathe, you're dead. You bitch. can ask polite, positive questions. <laughs> so you'll be quiet. Of Ryan and no one else. <laughs> uh, like, take it away, KK. I'm a basic ass bitch, but Beyonce's Renaissance. <laughs> so good. Yes. I mean, I've been listening to it nonstop all week, and my favorite song right now is Virgo's Groove. It is such a fucking... And it's further down on the list, so a lot of people don't listen to that one. But they yeah, know, but like, it's definitely getting a lot of play because it's my one of my favorite songs off the self-titled Beyonce album is Blow, uh, the one where the video where she's like at a uh, roller skating rink. I'm a mm-hmm. few bars. Uh, no. <laughs> that was like, my favorite I, song on that album. Blow? Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. And so Virgo's Groove is very much like that. And the whole album is great. It's just, I'm so... Excited! She released such a joyous, like, dancey, fun album. It just yeah. makes me makes me smile. It's kind of all over the place too, in a good way, where you kind of have a little piece of any mood that you want to like latch on to. Yeah. That. Do people just stop listening after halfway through an album? Some sometimes people don't listen to the tail end of albums. If they I, don't like the first, you know, whatever five set of songs. Of yeah. Well, oh, I, I listen to every single song and make a decision. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I, same. Not I think everyone does. I don't people think. are doing These albums assholes. a lot more, but like, uh, like priests pre-Spotify or maybe early Spotify, like during like the iTunes heyday, I remember like people just were like, well, I'm just going to buy singles now instead of like buying a full album. And like, I felt like the album went away mm-hmm. and now it's, it's come back. It's come back in the last few years. True. And especially these last couple of months, we've gotten some great albums. Yeah. Honestly. Lizzo's album was yeah. fantastic. So Mabel, Mabble, Mabble, however you say it. The person you didn't know the name of <laughs> yeah. last week. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Um, okay, so this week I would like to <coughs> clear my throat. To become and then John, Tom Waits. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to plug a podcast that I listen to, uh, part of Wondery. It's called Fed Up. It's narrated by Casey Wilson, and mm. it's basically about two influencers 
that try to ruin each other's lives. And mama, but that at the center of it, it's about a woman influencer who tries to make you go on an all fiber diet. This is <laughs> the most Ryan Crawl thing I've ever heard in my life. It's so crazy. Um, so it's an influencer that like supposedly found out this like new way of like l- losing weight and all. Th- so she got all these celebrities to go along with it. She ended up creating this like really fibery sort of powder that you can make anything with. Turns out just having fiber all the time is not that good for you. So um, this other influencer. So there's no real winners in this podcast. They're both terrible people. But mm-hmm. Are um, they hosting it? No. Casey Wilson is narrating it, but they interview one of the influencers. But the main girl kind of being accused of all this terrible stuff. Um, declined to uh, comment oh, on a lot. Okay. So it's a lot of clips and stuff like that. It's basically the retelling of the story of how it came about. That but it's fun. really fun. Give it a listen. It's like one of the top uh, podcasts out right now. She, she does a lot of podcasts. She do? <laughs> and God bless her work. Yeah. She does the... Um how does this get made? Is that right? No, that's June Diane Raphael. I know. It's her also. I've decided now. It's not. They're the same. It's not. Uh, all right. My my Plug Me Daddy is, for an actual person, it's Dylan Carter of House of X podcast. Um, he had a costume that he was wearing that I decided I wanted to wear for FlameCon. Wow. So I asked him where I could get it, and uh, he sent me a free template that he paid someone else for. And mm-hmm. gave me all the details on how to get this costume. So that's nice. It's great because he saved me money, but also because he helped me through the process. So thanks, and, Dylan. And that that bodysuit is worn by most of those characters too. So you could. I'm going to get could... worn by most of Flame Con. <laughs> <laughs> what what um porn company do you think the name Dylan Carter would be a part of? Uh, that is definitely Sean Cody. Yeah. Sean Cody for sure. Uh, well, he would just be called Dylan. What's though. the what's the one the blue one? What's it called? Blue. Uh, Randy Blue. Randy Blue. Randy, Randy Blue. Blue. It's uh, Randy Blue. Yeah. <laughs> the blue one. <laughs> the X Men Blue. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> also a good name for a porn company. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to X Men Bread. X Two Bread. All right, that's been our podcast. We've been Homo Superior. Uh, don't forget to rate and review us with a five star review, please. Star punch our holes. Um, <laughs> You can find us on Twitter at Home of Spirit X and Instagram at Home of Spirit Podcast, where we post lots of great uh, mutant and superhero related content, questions, polls. We've been Homo Superior. My little homos. Bye. Bye.